When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. An agricultural startup in Wisconsin is setting out to be a resource and a money saver for farmers and gardeners, really anyone putting a seed into the ground. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The business is called Seedlinked. It's essentially a network or platform for growers, and it allows you to search seed variety reviews to find out what's best for you, but that's not all they're doing. Joining us in studio is Dylan Bruce, co-founder of Seedlinked. And Dylan, you can explain uh, your business better than I can. Why don't you break it down for us? What is Seedlinked? Thank you for the opportunity to be here, Stephanie. So Seedlinked is a two-sided platform. On the one side, we have the growers, like you mentioned. Those are anyone from farmers, uh, commercial farmers, large scale to small scale to hobby farmers, all the way to gardeners who are also an important part of food security, as we learned over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. On the other side of the platform, we're working with seed companies, we're working with universities, nonprofits, anybody working to develop and test new varieties. So we focus on horticultural crops primarily. That's going to be, uh, you know, vegetables, uh, decorative plantings, and we also look at other specialty crops like edible grains, essentially anything that's not corn and soy. The reason I say that is because Corn and soy get the lion's share of the budget from seed companies for developing the varieties, for creating planting prescriptions for farmers. And what we wanted to do is apply the sort of big data approach that's and the data revolution, really, that's been happening in agriculture and bring that to vegetables, to some of these crops that aren't getting as much investment. No corn and soy, but you can reach larger scale farms that grow other different varieties of, of grain or vegetables. That's right. And we know in Wisconsin here, it's it's not just the corn and soy that are so sun and dairies, you know, the classic ones that we think of here that are central to agriculture. We also have a really vibrant uh, vegetable production environment, both in the central sands at processing scales, but also we are the second in the nation for organic vegetable production, second in the nation for the number of certified organic farms. So these kind of uh, agricultural niche crops Uh, Everything down to ginseng and others are really important, and they're just not seeing the investment broad scale, and we want to help growers answer this essential question of what to grow every year because a lot of folks outside agriculture think, oh, you've been growing for 5, 10, 20 years. You know what to grow. You're just going to grow the same thing every year. The reality is we have changing climate, changing consumer preferences, new pest and diseases that are coming in as a result of the changes. And so each year, a lot of growers are trying new options, trying to figure out what is going to hit the market best and what's going to perform best in their field or in their gardens. And I mentioned in the open that this is also a money-saving tool, but I want you to explain why that is. If we think about vegetable seed, it's been sold essentially the same way since the 1800s, which is a single company catalog model. Now, obviously, the exception is there's online sales now. You can go online and buy your vegetable seeds, but you still have the same process of, okay, for me as a grower, when I flip open a catalog or go online, I'm finding the prettiest picture taking the seed company at their word for what performs well. They'll say, this is the best in our trials, or you know, this one tastes the best, or this one has great disease resistance. The reality is, as growers, we need to know how it performs in our neighborhood. 
So I want two things when I'm choosing something new to plant. I want data proof and I also want social proof. I want to know what does well. And I want to have access to that regardless of what seed company it comes from. So what we've done is bring a dozen seed companies onto one platform so that you don't have to limit your purchases because you only want to buy from two or three places because it's difficult. Instead, you can go on our platform find the best variety to plant for your context. So say you want a tomato that has the best flavor, yield, and disease resistance combo. Well, you can check those filters, see what options pop up, go to a variety profile on SeedLinked, and see who the suppliers are. And then you can compare the sizes, the options, whether it's certified organic, whether it's treated seed or not. Um, so you really have transparency of price and performance in one place spoken with growers experience because you're a farmer yourself Dylan out of Ferryville Wisconsin tell me uh, about your operation your background in agriculture and why this stemmed into the startup seedlinked I grew up on a farm uh, as you mentioned over in you know the border of Vernon and Crawford County and in some ways we're pretty typical for the landscape here we have some corn soy alfalfa do some contract grazing of heifers on our land with, uh, with with neighbors renting the land. But while I was growing up, my parents also ran an organic vegetable CSA, one of the first in the state. So, you know, growing up, being very closely involved in that, uh, you know, the, we, we didn't get uh, an allowance. We got to bring stuff to the farmer's market, right? And when I got done with high school, I couldn't wait to get off the farm. Well, Spent a few years in Chicago, a few years in Los Angeles. Couldn't wait to get back to the farm. Within a week of graduating, I was working at UW-Madison, uh, managing a vegetable trialing program for a professor there. And then finally in 2018 with some colleagues and my, my then partner, now wife, we started Circadian Organics, our own production business, uh, really focused on, at the time, restaurant sales. Now we've evolved into being a CSA as well. And the other part of what we do is seed contracts. So we grow... Uh, different varieties on contract for regional scale uh, vegetable seed companies, um, some out of Michigan, Seed Savers Exchange out of Decora, some partners that we work with at SeedLinked. And what we realized is, you know, through that process, and when I first sat down with my co-founder at SeedLinked is, you know, he's a plant breeder. I'm wearing the hat of, of a researcher from the university and of a production grower and we just realized there's no feedback loop. Why can't the data that he creates inform what I'm doing at the university and have that really inform what I'm planting on my farm? And of course, it's we can access some of that. But, you know, I farm in Zone 4B, and we've got Zone 4B over on the West Coast and, you know, in Montana. We've got it in Maine. And so what we want to do is take that dynamic of, going to your neighbor and asking for recommendations or going to your extension agent asking for recommendations and explode that so that we're really connecting the dots all around the country and all around the world. Not only does the SeedLinked platform help circulate that message, as you said, but you also have a role in the seed trials in the research side of things. Tell me more about that side of the business that you alluded to earlier. Yeah, so, you know, we're working with these seed companies at Circadian Organics on growing on contract. We also see Circadian Organics sort of as the trials or research farms for seedling. So we're running some of the trials there. Right now, for instance, uh, we've got a slicer tomato trial 
that we are running that's involving 12 different plant breeders from around the U.S., some of the great independent breeders as well as some storied larger seed companies. And they each contributed one, two varieties to the trial. And then we placed those varieties at over 120 farms uh, and gardens around the country. One of those sites is Circadian Organics, my farm. So what each of the growers are doing is really growing these things out in real-world production environments. And what's important about that is if you think about the product development cycle for specialty crops, you have two major bottlenecks. And it's not the actual breeding. It's the testing of a variety in those real production environments, and it's driving adoption so people actually find the variety and use it. And what involving the growers does is it accomplishes both those things. We see much better reliability in the data year over year and in terms of on-farm performance if those growers are really involved in that testing on a large scale. And we see higher rates of adoption. So people like to try new things. People want to see the hottest new options, and they tell their friends about it. And so there's you know 60-plus percent higher adoption rates for new varieties when we involve people in the testing and product development process. So since your launch then in 2018, what has the user response been? Have you collected anecdotal responses from folks interacting with you guys, your customers, your users? Yeah, absolutely. So the grower response has been really positive. Obviously, you know, people love this concept of transparency, that they can see how something is going to perform. You can actually go on seed length, filter something to your hardiness zone, see how it performs in your neighborhood, as well as being able to access from many companies in one place. Growers love that. They also love participating in the testing process. We have now over uh, 5,500 or almost 6,000 growers who are active reviewers on the platform around North America, primarily U.S. and Canada, is most of our user base. So the growers really like this, and it's a lot easier. The funny thing is, is that all of this participatory testing was already happening to a lesser extent, but it was happening with pen and paper, you know, mailing data sheets back and forth, and it's really difficult to manage logistically. So we streamline that. We make it easier for the growers to participate, to access the products afterwards. But we're also getting great response from the uh, seed companies as well and, and universities because they want to get their products out there. It's every plant breeder's dream to have that feedback loop with the real growers who are using their products. And we finally make it logistically possible. So we're getting great traction and continuing to grow and launching uh, internationally this year. The state must like it, too. The Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation is giving a tax credit for investors who would invest in Seedlinked. Tell me about that relationship and uh, how that's going to help you grow into the coming years. Yeah, Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation has a lot of really great programs for startups around the state, not just agriculturally oriented. And in fact, Wisconsin has a lot more activity in sort of the healthcare uh, and manufacturing logistics side of uh, sort of entrepreneurship. And so we were really happy to represent at a number of these WEDC events kind of the ag side because ag is also so central to our state's uh, economy. And so they've invested in us in a number of different ways. You know, we participated in the governor's business plan contest that they hold for new startups each year. We attended the early stage symposium that they hosted. That's where we met 
our primary investor, Tidaltown Tech, which is a partnership between Microsoft and Green Bay Packers uh, out of Green Bay. And we, we love working with them, get great advice for them. We also participated in a sort of startup entrepreneurship boot camp held by WEDC called SBIR Advance. They just have a lot of resources out there, and it's been amazing to be able to engage in those, uh, get their staff's advice, get access to some of these resources. For instance, part of what is allowing us to launch overseas and in the EU this year is a grant that they offer that helps with these sort of internationalization efforts and complying with data privacy in different countries, etc. It's kind of the boring side notes, but you know the reality is, is that we have to check all these boxes. We have to read all the fine print as we're looking at operating in different geographies. And WEDC helps us do that. And they help investors, get, you know, get a return, access these startups that, uh, you know, fit the bill for Wisconsin and what Wisconsin needs. Dylan Bruce along with us, co-founder of Seedlinked, an agribusiness startup aimed to connect producers to the seeds they need. Also, a venture supported by the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.